For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchie as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian life. Bishop Edward Butry is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Poiman Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butry for a life changing encounter with the Word of God. Close your eyes and speak to the Lord. A new spirit. Thank you for grace. Grace that preserved us. Grace that kept us from evil. Grace that delivered us from every trap that was set against our lives. This morning we praise you. We adore your presence. We ask that you speak to us. You touch our lives, our hearts. Let our purposes and our counsels this year be established. Father, have your way and bless us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Right. Well, 31st night, we were ushered into 2024 by our founder... And our pastor. And the theme for 2024 was a year of work. How many of you were not in church on 31st? Some people were working. Yay. So all of you were in church. Wow. As for 31st, you should be in church. There are many people who don't go to church. 31st, they come to church. It's good to see you, Prince Williams. Wow. It's been a while since I saw you. Wonderful. You see, God, he speaks to people. And he speaks to you. Sometimes you can be in a church with a pastor. And God will say something to you that he hasn't said to the pastor. Yeah. In the Bible, there was a prophet called Eli. He had a son, a servant in his house. Brought by the mother called Samuel. Young boy. He was sleeping. He had been serving the priest, cleaning, washing, doing house chores. There was nothing like a calling. He had never preached or even gone into the synagogue to serve as a priest. The priestly duties were done by Hophni and Phinehas, the sons of the priest. So he was a house boy. And God chose that houseboy and spoke to him and said things that he never said to Eli. You see, that's, that's how God is. That is why you don't have to just belong to a church. You have to know and love God so that you can hear him. Because you see, when God spoke to Samuel and called him, he thought it was the voice of Eli the prophet. So he woke up and went to him and said that, ask him, are you calling me? 
He said, I have not called you. Go back. Then he went. He heard the voice again. He came back. Then the prophet said, it must be God. Though. So when you hear the voice again, tell him, Master, speak. Your servant is hearing. That's when God spoke to him. So sometimes the voice is coming, but you don't acknowledge it, so nothing will be said. Yeah. Nothing will be said. God, he loves you. You, 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 you. Yeah, he loves you. And your purposes are different. What I have to do is different from what you have to do. Do you understand? That's why you have to know what God wants to say for you or to you. Yeah. Me, I don't want to do politics or business to get money. I've overcome that thing. But some of you, maybe that is, that is what God wants you to do. That's what he wants you to become. A prosperous businessman, a, a, a godly politician, a leader, somebody that God will raise up and be a leader. Like Daniel. Yeah. But you've shut your ears. You don't love his presence. Love it. This year, make it a duty. You see, right? There are some things you have to write in your heart. Today is a covenant Sunday. It means we, we, we call it attempt great things for God. Amen. It's a covenant. To, to decide to live for God is a covenant. Because many people don't live for God. People live unto themselves. In the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of themselves. They love themselves. Yeah. What people like is what motivates them. It's nothing to do with what God likes. But the Bible says, many are the devices in the heart of a man. Nevertheless, the counsels of God that shall stand. So you see that whatever we are doing, we are doing it for nothing. The only thing that stands at the end of the day is what God has decreed and purposed. Oh yeah. And we should learn it. Should learn and understand it. This year, make a covenant with God that you'll be consistent, you'll be reliable, you'll be somebody that God can depend on. There's a song like that. If there's anybody that God has to depend on, it's a prayer I, I pray. That if there's, when I was growing up in the church, I used to pray that if there's anything that I have to do, Lord, let me be that dependable person that you will use. Yeah, and I was not even a shepherd. I was now being trained to become a shepherd. And I used to pray for faithfulness. I was not asking for wife, uh, children, money, all those things that were in the heart. No, 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 no. Something had changed. Love and have God. It changes everything. Because he God, uh, he's a tree of fruitfulness. When you have him and you do his will, everything works in your life. In some of you, uh, one of the reasons why sometimes you have struggles is because you've taken up things to fulfill what you think you need. But they are out of the will of God. So you don't have time for God. I mean, just imagine a child who is in the house. You see, your father labors and provides for you. Is that not so? Now, if you decide that you won't do anything in the house for your father, you are going to look for your money. You are going to look for your own thing. You see how you struggle. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know what it takes to pay school fees. Your father works 
to the school and pay school fees as if it's magic. It's not magical. If you have to pay school fees, what do you have to do? You will see that it will take you more time and effort to even pay uh, uh, half uh, term fees. Yeah, as a, as a child. So sometimes we are struggling in life to do what we think we like and we've put aside what God wants us to do. And it shouldn't be like that in the church. Yeah. It is our year of work. What does it mean? Does it mean that God has come to use you as a slave? Eh? Is that the purpose and plan of God for us? As for God, he abuses labor. He will make you work. He won't give you anything. Is that how he is? Second no. Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10. Second Thessalonians 3.10. Where's your scripture? For even when we were with you, Paul, speaking to Thessalonica, the church, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Yeah. Look, you've heard this scripture, I'm sure, many times. Gladys, are you in a church? Yes, look at me. Yeah. Let your mind be with me. There is nobody here who doesn't want to eat and enjoy. There's nobody here. Even poor people want to eat. They have a right to eat. <laughs> yeah. Those who don't have anything have a right to eat. Yeah. That's why leaders are supposed to provide for those who are vulnerable, who can't afford, or who, 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 who don't have any means of survival. And that's the work of the church. It's like you have to provide for widows who have been cut off, uh, orphans who don't have any help. That's, that's what we do. But you see, the instruction is that if you don't work, you don't eat. So you have to have it at the back of your mind that don't be comfortable just expecting somebody to help you, to give you food. You see, there are many people culturally, they don't work, but as for eating, they eat. Look, do you know that sometimes eh, there are people who eat more than the people who give, uh, who provide? Look, we used to have some house helps. Two girls be in the house. One day we came home. Our son, he was, he was young. And he said, Daddy, the people who be fat, they eat plenty. <laughs> because he had seen that the girls, eh, they eat hey, more than Daddy and Mommy. Because when we leave in the morning, we don't come back. When we come back, what can we eat? The house helps eat more than those of us who have put food in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was true. Yeah. Because you see, there is a mindset that you have to live by your need. So when they see what they want, they, 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 it's like, that's why I'm sorry to say some people, when they go for uh, uh, parties or public buffet, they see food. 
they disgrace themselves. They eat. Sometimes something they have never eaten before, they will take it. Then when they go, you see that, mm, this thing is not nice. <laughs> yeah. Then, then they spoil their food. They spoil their food. But you see, rich and sensible people, that's not how they eat too. Yeah. Me, I was trained never to throw food away. So every day is my fight with the children. I say, when, when I serve you food, eh, I'm serving you small that you can eat and ask for more. Yes. Not plenty that you will eat and throw away. Yeah. Yeah. So that you, you, somebody else may, may also benefit. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reality is that, you see, our lives are centered around our need. So, most of the problems we have is because we want things. But what we don't understand is that there is a, a spirit you, and a mind you must have before your needs come in. It is work. The attitude and culture. The reason why many people are poor is because they lack the culture of work. Yeah. yeah. One of the reasons why Africa is known as the poorest is because our unemployment rate is the highest. No jobs. That's why you see somebody who, who has finished medical school. I want to go to America to go and work. Yeah. And you see somebody who has also not gone to school. I want to go to America to go and work. Yeah. <laughs> because in our environment, the culture of work we had a member who traveled to um, UK. He was in a, working in a bank and he got a, a job in a bank in UK. He, I remember one of the first he said, hey, banking in, in UK is different from Africa. What is the difference? He says, you don't have time. The culture of work is not simple. Yeah. The, but here, you can go to a bank, eh? You will spend two hours. You are, you are not an employee, you. <laughs> yeah. Because the person whose work is to make sure that you spend the least time there is lazy. Yeah. And a problem that can be solved within 15 minutes, one week. Sometimes we can have problems. Eh, we are doing transfer. Transfer that takes five minutes. Five minutes. It doesn't go. You tell the person who is being paid. Look, this is the problem. Two weeks, they haven't solved the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why we are behind the culture of not liking work. Many of you young people, you see, the spirit of laziness, you have, you have birthed it. You see, you've given birth to the culture and the spirit of laziness by yourself. You don't want to do anything. When they tell you to do something, you are proud. Have you, can you imagine how many of you here, if we say you don't have a job, look, go to uh, Senegambia and go and clean uh, 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 the toilets in the hotel and get money. Your pride. Me, I should go and clean water. Yeah. I should go and do what? Yeah. 
Mm. But you will go to America, you will see doctors, lawyers. They are working in hotels. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, cleaning. Yeah, working, security, standing there, 18 hours. Yeah. A culture. We don't like it. You see, so when we come to the church, it's like, ask for church. No, 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 no. We just come and we just go. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you, you, you feel that in your house, you just have to live. You see guys who know how to eat. They can't clean. Where they are sitting to eat. It's one day I was in a workshop to fix my car. A lot of rubbish and flies. I told the guy that, look, you see, this thing that is around there, it will never make you progress because it's a demon. The rubbish, you don't know. Rubbish is demonic. Satan's name is called Lord of the Flies, Beelzebub. So when you see flies, the Lord of the Flies, Dunghill, the Lord of the Dunghill is Satan. It's like your working place is a reflection of filth. You know, so you, you see, you, you are retarded in your, in your understanding. And you can't clean. And they sit down and they are eating. Hey! And the flies are, they do, when the flies come, they do like this. Wham. Then they take the food. Then they eat. Then the flies will come back. Then they suck them. Then they... T- so, yeah. 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 So, you see, because of how we are, when we come into the church, it is a struggle to let you understand that. We don't just sit in the church. You, you, you can't relate with God by just being a, an attendee. I'm a member of the church. And what does it mean to be a member? I'm a citizen of Gambia. What does it mean to be a citizen of Gambia? You don't contribute anything. The people who, serve, who support the country are workers, not eaters. You see many African, uh, Africans, when they go to Europe and things, one of the things they like, welfare. You go, you go and claim uh, poverty, asylum, whatever. They, they provide you apartment. They give you stipend. They look after your children. Do you know what they are doing? They are integrating you into the system. So when you go through the system, you, get, you, you educate yourself, you get a degree, you start working. All the money they gave you, you pay back. The, the tax, somebody's tax that they gave you. That's why when they start working, they can't come back. Yes. You are locked up in the system. You work. You won't stop. Yeah. You see cold weather. This is your cold, our small cold. You, some people cannot wake up from their bed. You see freezing temperature where you have to cover everything. Yeah. Then you are going to work. I'm telling you. Hey. Yeah. Hmm? The understanding is not there. Yeah. Yeah. And you think there's no work to do. There's work to do. Yeah. This one is enough. We should go home. Yeah. Yeah. It is our year of work. We want to eat, we want to enjoy. I used to have um, a guy in my church. He was a prison worship leader. All his brothers and sisters were in London. 
and he was the only one behind. And he was not working. Every week he gets money. He gets shoes. They send him shoes. They send him clothes. Look, we who were working here, when we see his shoes, we are envious. Yeah. Nice shoes. And he polishes the shoe. Well, well, well. Clean. Trousers. Shirt. He doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, I used to tell him that this thing there is a trap. Find something to do. Because he was not a young person. He was not a young person. He was, he was older than some of his siblings who were outside. Yeah, he was older. And the younger ones were working in the cold. And because he was there alone with his mother, they, be, they send money every week. He would go and wire money from somewhere. So he always has, oh, survival. And the mother is there cooking. He, he can eat morning, afternoon, evening. Yeah. So, you see, the mind and the presence and the understanding to be productive was not there. Because his needs are met. We forced him to get a job. When he got a job, it didn't last two years. He lost the job. Up to today. This was 2002. 7 2008. I'm telling you, up to today, he has not worked. He's not working. Because now he's he's grown. So if you are going to look for a job, you see, he's he's in his 50s. Yeah. He has crossed. If you are 55, you are going to look for a job. What job are you going to look for? Even if you have degree and certificate, many companies will not employ you because you are about to retire. <laughs> yeah, you have gone past your productive years. So you see, sometimes when you don't understand the principle of and the culture of work, if you take it for granted, the time comes when you can't do anything, even if you desire to. Yeah, don't take God for granted. But sometimes some of you, when you are going to church, you don't feel that you have to avail yourself. By the time you realize it, many mature people, eh, they realize that the importance, when God is with you, one of the things will ha- that happens, uh, when you grow, you realize and acknowledge the importance of living your life for God. If you have a wife and you've lived all your life, you've pro- uh, provided for your wife and your children, I'm telling you, a woman's, a woman's glory cannot make you the man shine. You looked after a woman, uh, she, uh, she has looked after her children, she has given birth. Now, when you look at the body, you don't even feel attracted. Everything is going down south. Yeah. Yeah. There's desire and the zeal is not there. And you can be there three months. You don't feel like any physical intimacy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that you used to look up to has gone down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 We have, a man is not supposed to live for a woman. But you see many men. That's, that's the lure. And you don't have time for the things of God. So by the time you realize that, look, a woman, eh, you can labor and give a woman everything. But you see, when you are in your old age, the only thing they'll do is to clean you up. 
And you realize, even sometimes you become offended. Yeah. Become offended. Live your life for God. All right. Some three points. And then we can go home and reflect. Number one. What does it mean that this is our year of work? This was preached by our prophet, Bishop on 31st. So go back and listen to the message, Chalak. Year of work. Because it's a blessing for people to understand that what makes us progressive is work, a culture. That's why the richest people in the world are still working. It's not because they, you see, some people have a mind that we want to make a certain amount of money. When we make it, we'll retire and we will enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Work, Exodus chapter 20, verse 9 to 11. Work is better than rest. Work is better than rest. Exodus 29 to 11. It is my year of work. As I give myself to work, I shall have a better life than those who rest and sleep. Now, let's read the scripture. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. We have seven days in a week. It's a commando. It's a command. It's not a suggestion for you to think about. It's a command. It's a law. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. So ask yourself, whatever you are doing, do you do it for six days? And you see, we, we, we are created in the likeness of God. In the image of God has he created as male and female. And what we know God did was he created and worked for six days, the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested. So that's it. Before you rest, so, but some people, it's a reverse. They, re, they, they rest for six days and they work for half day. Yeah. Yeah. It says, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it, thou shalt not do any work. And the Sabbath, if you, if, you, if you don't observe the Sabbath, you are killed. It's an abomination. But you see, in the New Testament, these things don't apply. A stone for a, uh, an eye for an eye, uh, a tooth for a tooth. So, when you don't, you know, uh, you, you work with it. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger. That is within thy gates. Nobody, if you go to Israel up to today. I remember when we went to Israel. Friday evening. Hotels that people have traveled and come and they have paid. And they have to be fed. When you go to the uh, uh, restaurant the, 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 for dinner, they've left the food. Come and serve yourself. Cold food. No warming, no fire, nothing. You don't see them. The people who are working there are non-Jews. They are just to clean up. When, but the Jews have left. Even left, they don't operate left. (laughs) 
No. No battle. You are in the house. You are not going anywhere. You when you are in the house, don't you bath. Don't say wow. <laughs> when you are in the house, you don't feel like bathing. I'm not many of you sisters. When you are in the house, I'm not going anywhere. Why should I bath? Why should I bath? <laughs> ah. Even brushing your teeth is a problem. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Verse 11. Verse 11. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So it's like, look, before you come to a point where you are really resting, you got to have done work. But the culture of rest has been so embedded in us that many people prefer rest to work. That's why Africa, we like celebrations. Even churches in Africa, churches, when I came to Gambia, I realized that, in fact, all the churches do anniversary. Two years anniversary, three years. It's like the day they started. Seven years. Then they will be inviting everybody to come. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Celebrating. Every year I have invitation. I, have st- I don't go. Wait till we are 20 how many years? 21. We won't celebrate. If you want to celebrate, you can celebrate. You don't even know the date. I won't celebrate. Because there's work to do. We like celebrations. You see Africans marking Independence Day with holiday, marching, uh, president will stand there, uh, people at school, students are marching, soldiers are marching, uh, whatever it is. Shelly, Shelly. Hot sun. People used to faint. Zil, are you in the church? Yeah, look at me. When I'm preaching, look at me. Yeah. No. We like when you hear holiday. Hey! You will see our holidays are coupled with celebrations, music, chilling. Hey! People like chilling. Yeah. 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 Love work instead of rest. See, if we follow what Paul said in 2 Thessalonians 3.10, many people will be offended in the church because many people depend on help and support and they don't want to do anything. I used to have a... Well, he's still my friend. He was in a church. And this is somebody who is a businessman, serious-minded person, very rich. And he was in a church. And the church was led by a woman, an anointed and gifted woman of God. And my friend was the treasurer. Because he doesn't need money from the church. He, his, his support and, and whatever he gives to the church is more than anybody in the church. He was the treasurer. One day he asked me a question. He said, how do we handle our finances in the church? I said, hey, this question, why, what's going on? 
There must be a reason. Then he said, there's a problem I want to... Is it something that all of you pastors do? I said, what? He said, when we take offerings every Sunday, by the time we, we are going home, the offerings are finished. Because the people in the church, they come to the pastor with problems and everybody gets something. And, and, and they started the church in a house that was given by the woman's husband. Do you understand? So they are not paying rent and all those things, but you have to maintain. Yeah. And they don't have, they have an account, but money, the money doesn't go in. So I said, hey, it's a bit, you know, it's not right. So how can the church, you know, yeah, how can the church progress? It's not normal. Every church has people who have problems. Just like every family. There are people who, who always need people to help them. It's, it's natural. But you see, it has to be structured in wisdom. It has to be done properly. If you don't, if you don't understand it, you, you, you always walk in a cycle of poverty. You will never have anything. Yeah. There's a time to give and there's a time to withhold. That's why we have seed time and we have harvest time. So sometimes when you have something, it is, you plant it, you don't eat it. The reason why we get food production is because there are times that you have to plant. And, and harvest time and uh, uh, seed time is set by God. What does it mean? All of them are times of work. Because seed time means laborers must go to plant. And harvest also means that laborers must go to harvest. So the church has been described, you know, like a farmhouse. Where whatever season we are in, there must be a culture and a mindset of work. So if it's seed time, there are people who are doing something. If it's harvest time, there are also people who are reaping. But the only reason why we will have people reaping in the harvest time and going to bring things is because we have labored in our seed time. And, and what it means is that when we have, when you give money to the church, we shouldn't give it back to you. That's our seed. We have to use it to buy land, to build, do you understand? To invest in things so that one day you, when you have need, there is something far substantial to help so that when we give money to you, see if we have, let's say, $2,000 today, your problems are bigger than $2,000. But because of compassion, if we give out that $2,000, what it means is that in the next five years, we can never buy land. Yeah. Yeah. We don't understand this culture. And, and we are impatient. We want, when, you, when they want something, they want it now. It's, it's a childlike trait. You see how children can cry because they, you go to their shop with children. And what you are thinking about, you see, it's not what they are. And, I want this toffee. I want this chocolate. I want this. Hey. One day I went somewhere. My children, they took some toffee something. I, I underestimated the cost. When I paid for that thing, I said, how much is it? <laughs> ha! So I said, this thing, I won't buy it. Hey. <laughs> I'll never buy it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
and they become upset when they want something you don't give it to them. But they don't know that when I have money, you see, my wisdom is that if anytime I have money, I give it to you, you go and buy this. When you give, oh, if I give money to children right now, they will cross. They will come back with things. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be happy. Yeah. But when you are mature, that's not how you use money. Yeah. It has to be used for something profitable so that when you have a need, eh, we can satisfy that need without sweating and also continue to advance and progress. Yeah. Any church you belong to, you must have a mindset of I want to work, I want to do something, I want to be productive. Don't sit down and just come with the mind that eh, eh, this church, when you have uh, financial problems, you, 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 it won't help you. I mean, look, as a pastor, if I tell you some of the things that people want us to use money for, you, you, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Yeah. Because they don't understand the value and the culture of working. With what you have. It's like you have a problem. Let's solve it now. Somebody can come and tell you that my sister who has married somebody that we the church doesn't know. She has given birth. The husband who impregnated her doesn't have money. So the church should give the member money to go and give to her sister. (laughs) Do you understand the story? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see, when you have a mindset and you have value for work, sometimes eh, you won't even ask for anything. The only opportunity you want is to do something because that's what profits you. I watched an interview of, uh, is it Carlos Slim? That guy. He's one of the richest men in the world. And you see, he was asked the question. He lives very simple. He drives a Honda or something. I mean, very, and he's been driving a car for 40 years. He's lived uh, in his home for more than, and this is somebody who is a billionaire. He gives a lot of money. He has airlines. He doesn't travel first class and private jets and all those things. No, he doesn't. And at the age he was being interviewed, I think he was in his 60s or something. And it's like, what, what, what motivates you? He said, all that I have that people say are riches, it's not the motivation. The motivation is work. The culture and the value of adding life to people by doing something with my time. You see, some people never understand it. Because there are people who have less than what he has, the way they live. And you see that at a point, the money will finish. Yeah. Because the only thing that preserves our blessing is work. If you have money, and, and you are so motivated by working, working, working. You don't even have time to, 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 to sit down. Ah. 
I remember some time ago, one of our pastors, he had a, 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 a girl that he wanted to marry, a lady that he wanted to marry. And, you know, they were supposed to, the father, there were issues, so we had to go and see the father and, you know, talk and all those things. And we, when we went to the house, <laughs> it's like every hall you enter, there is a, 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 a screen, TV screen, big one. Kitchen, there is screen. Uh, hallway, there is screen. I mean, TVs, I'm telling you. And we didn't go upstairs. So I'm even imagining what will be up there. Yeah. Do, you, do you know the interesting thing? The man doesn't have time for any of those things. Doesn't have any, he doesn't have, even that house, he, he hardly even goes there. Yeah. It's like some family retreat. He, he's not, it's like moving around, traveling, working, doing this, this. He doesn't have time. So you look at somebody who appears to have much and you think that, oh, I want to be like that. I want, I want to enjoy life like that. No, your mind is so simplistic. Your understanding and appreciation of values is so simplistic. Value is not what you have. It's what you give. So the ability to live is like he's creating jobs for people. He's traveling, starting businesses. I mean, doing things. And, and somebody will sit down and say, these people, they are greedy. They don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want uh, poor people. If you give poor people value, they don't even understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And some of you, when they give you money, the money now becomes a point of celebration. You go and buy clothes, you go and buy hair, you go and buy a phone that even your mother and your father don't use. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 birthday, you are celebrating a boy's birthday. Your father and your mother have not bought cake for you in the house before. For birthday, because they know the value of 2500 for a cake. Yeah. What it will do? Then you go and order it and give it to a boy and call your friends and take selfies and post it. You actually, you actually, that's why you are freezing to poverty. Yeah. Yeah. You see, our lives, eh, we get destroyed when we don't do anything with our lives for God. Understand this. Because you, you see, the world, there's a system called the world. The Bible says, in whom the God of this world had blinded their minds. There is a system in, in life called the world where it sucks you up and gives you deceptive values. Yeah. It gives you values that are deceptive. You will think that, Charlie, you know, some people look at their pastor and say, look, if you see a pastor driving a car, Say, you see, that's all we all want to. You see your pastor, look at the car. Me too, I have to work and get my car. So sometimes we devalue a, 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 a life to materialism. So it's like everybody is trying to, you know, do something to get what they want. So you are a pastor. You are church people. You are collecting money from people and doing this, doing this, doing this, which we have to do our own and survive. So it's almost as if we are in competition, but we are not in any competition. 
So it makes people commit themselves to material things. To it's like the, look, you can buy today if God blesses you with your dream car. When you drive it for three months, you realize the emptiness that is in it. If there's something called your dream car or your dream house, you have you have built your dream house. You have your uh, 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 dream car. It doesn't give you dreams. It gives you nightmares. Because <laughs> I remember one guy. He had a certain car. And the brake parts, the brake parts, when the brake parts uh, 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 got old and he had to change it and they sent him the, the, the bill for the brake parts, he parked the car. <laughs> He couldn't believe that the brake part alone is like a foundation for a house. Oh, yeah, for a two bedroom house. Brake parts. Because the, the, the brake parts are special. The car is expensive. The engine, nothing. The only thing you have to do is maintain the car, change oil, do this. The engine can last you, but the parts, hey, I'm telling you. So it's like, you know, he lost value in the things. What is this? Yeah. But when you don't have something, you don't understand. Hey, I want to have it. 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 To have it. I need a husband. I need a wife. <laughs> Ask those who have it. When you get one, you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you have a wife, the Bible says, dwell with them according to knowledge. You didn't, you didn't think about it that way. <laughs> Lest your prayers be not hindered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tells the woman, submit. Many women, you see, women naturally don't submit. Women are authoritarian. You see, when Eve, when Eve ate the fruit, she told the husband, I've eaten it, it's nice, eat it. That's not a submissive woman. <laughs> when you are a man and you love a woman, she can, she can, she can misdirect you. Oh yeah. She will tell you, honey, this man, this your friend, he's not a good friend. That's, that's the end. Be careful. Then you become, be careful. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So when the Bible says be submissive, it's a difficult thing for many women. Yeah. 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 You see them smiling. Oh. Don't be deceived. Yeah. Your wives, submit. Husbands, love you. It's difficult for us to love our wives, so. Because our hearts are in different things. Or you don't know. God did not create women for, for uh, 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 our God did not create us for women. He created you for us. Uh, that's why it's a command. Yeah. That's why it's a command. That's why it says you to submit because you are not submissive. Many of you are not submissive. Yeah. When a woman is upset, hey, they can talk. You, you can get blood pressure. Your blood pressure can go up. 
We are talking about work. I'm telling you. Yeah. There's a lot of work we all have to do. Yeah. And understand. Yeah. Work is always better than rest. Don't settle for laziness. I want this. We all have dreams. Sometimes don't you have dreams that you are sitting there, someone will come and give you a big amount of money. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you have such dreams? Yeah. Yeah. Including me. Including me. We all have such dreams. Yeah. But 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 unless you work for it, you won't get it. But if it, if it is given to you, you can't even know how to use it. Yeah. You see, that's why, listen, one of the reasons why we, 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 we from Africa, we struggle is many of the things our leaders want to do, they, they, they only think of borrowing. When they borrow their money, they misuse it. So we end up owing more and never being developed. Yeah. Instead of working for it by making sure that everybody who is a citizen is properly educated, has proper health care, has a job, they have, uh, we have roads, we have uh, 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 schools, we have uh, places to work, we, we have homes to live in, so that we can pay taxes. To support, they won't do it. When they win elections, you don't hear them say anything again. Government machinery is only for election purposes. When the elections are coming, they spend more money than they spend on development. You have no idea. When you, when they come and buy a T-shirt for you and give you a thousand dollars, it's not only you. Imagine the number of people who have, and the person who is giving you thousand dollars, he has five thousand. Yeah. They are not fools. It is a lot of planning, thinking, work. Many things go in. You see, that's how the church is. Sometimes when you don't think about it, it's like when you are in the church, you don't see it. What should we do? I will show you what we will do. Number two. As I give myself to the work of God, I shall become closer to the one I work with. That is God. John 5, 17. John chapter 5, verse 17. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hither to... Give me NESB. Change the version. NESB. Do you have NESB? Or NLT? You don't have NESB. You have NESB. NLT. But Jesus replied, My father is always working, and so am I. Now, listen to this. When you look up to somebody for help, what do you see? The reason why you are depending on somebody to help you is because the person is able to provide your need. And many people only see the help as the value they get from the person. I want money. This man has money. I want to travel. This man can help me travel. I want this. I want that. This man can help me. 
but they never ask what the man is doing. Can I also do it? Yeah, that's what separates us from God. Many of us pray, wait on God and all kinds of things because we want something. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. It's like a a, a spiritual key. It's like go on your knees and let uh, let all your supplications and your requests be made known unto God. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man shall avail, avail that much. So, we, you see, we've, we've put ourselves in a corner where we are very dependent. I will lift up my eyes from, uh, unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. Yes. You see, those things are real. But the thing is, what, what makes God able to do what he's doing for you? And if you, if you can also rise up and be a blessing to somebody, why not? One of the things about God, he said, the Bible says, he neither sleeps nor slumbers. What does it mean? He's not a lazy man. If God goes to sleep one hour, we will be finished. Yeah. When, when Job, when Job was tempted, he was tempted because Satan had tried. God called, in Job 1.6, the Bible says, and, and God called his children and, 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 and Satan also came. And, and when he appeared, Satan, God asked him, hey, oh boy, where have you been? <laughs> Say, I've been busy going to and fro. Then he asked him, have you considered my son Job? He's perfect. He had seen Job and he was trying to destroy him. Then he said, yes, because you have built a hedge around him, I couldn't penetrate. It means that he tried. He couldn't. Because his eye was on his beloved. That's the eye of God. You see, when you see somebody who is always alert and is able to help you, when you need something, don't you think that you have to learn the culture and, and what gives a person power instead of just the, the, the thing you will get? The thing you will get. Many people go to the pastor, pastor, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. I have this, that, this. Pastor, how do I overcome demons? Because you see, the demons that you say we should pray for, they are also affecting us. Yeah. 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 Recently, I, I, something happened to me. I didn't tell my wife. I, was, I slept. I don't know whether she heard it. I slept and then within a short time, I saw something in the room. So it was as if I was, I had not slept for more than 10 minutes. Then it was as if somebody had thrown a coin or something on the bed. So I was rolling and my eyes were not open. Then all of a sudden, as if my eyes opened and I saw somebody standing saying, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I don't know whether she heard it. Yeah. Then the thing went. I continued to sleep. Oh. <laughs> oh. No. I slept right. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Right? Right? My, my, my bed is this. And the thing was standing there black. It was dark. And, and it had some cap. Some brown cap on the head. Dark. The room was dark and the thing was dark. So you can imagine. Yeah. I'm not. A, 
You see, what we have seen, eh, demons, we are not afraid of. Why? Because we know whom we have believed. The Bible says, for this purpose, he was manifested that he would destroy the works of the devil. Who am I going to call around that and say, can you pray for me? A demon has come into my room. <laughs> ah, I continued my sleep. Cry. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, because you see life eh? look sometimes the things that you go through eh, you, can, you can grow old I'm older than many of you here yeah but I'm younger physically spiritually and emotionally yeah some of you are torn apart sometimes when I hear people's problems I say this problem we have it too but <laughs> you have overcome even your faith. You see, the things that are in the Bible, you don't believe it. And when you, when you see God who can be in the presence of Satan and chatting with Satan, hey, you, you, a, a bed, a bed lands on your, uh, on your house. Thunder fire you. Thunder fire. You are going to look for holy water, holy oil. Uh, eh? This bed. Now which? Now which? Now which? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, you're afraid. Yeah. Yeah. God is working. Oh. He's talking to Satan. I mean, can you imagine Satan in the presence of God? So when the devil comes into your room, why should you be afraid? Huh? Why should you be afraid? Because, you see, God has not given him the authority to destroy you. So, he, you will see him. Oh, he can't do nothing. He's just intimidating you. Yeah. Yeah. We believe. I'm telling you. There is power and there is life in the thing. And the work is... You have to have a culture. When Jesus was with the disciples, he was rebuking devils. They tried. They didn't work. Then he said, such do not go out lightly except through prayer and fasting. And Jesus Christ had prayed 40 days and 40 nights. Peter was always eating. <laughs> yeah. That was his custom. <laughs> and sleeping. When it's time for prayer, Peter is sleeping. One hour, one hour prayer, Jesus was with them. He said he was going to pray. Can you not wait? When he came back, one hour, all of them were asleep. Disciples, apostles, pastors. You see, that's, that's how many of you are. Sleep, you like sleep. You come. Many of you, many Christians say, prayer is difficult. When we want to pray, then we sleep. When we want to read the Bible, then we sleep. But when you are watching your, 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 your series and listening to news and watching football, look, me, let me tell you, when I'm watching a message, listening to gospel music, I don't sleep. When I'm watching football, I'm watching a movie, listening to news, I will go. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I notice that sometimes when I change the thing and my children are there, especially my daughter, it's like she wait for me. Uh, when I go then, before I hear, she has changed you to what she wants to do. Hey, what do I do? She's just waiting for me. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because you see, there, there, there are things that are, in, are of interest to me. Yeah. 
I can sit and stay and read books, scriptures, listen to messages, stay throughout. I won't sleep, but any other thing, forget it. You, your own is the other one. When it comes to uh, prayer, when it comes to preaching, when it comes to things that you have to expose yourself to to grow, that's when your sleep comes. Yeah. You should pray that. Because, look, I also used to like movies. I used to watch movies throughout the night till morning. I won't sleep. Read books. Not Christian books. Throughout the night. So when I gave my life to Christ, it was a prayer that let me use this energy and turn it. And I'm happy. It's difficult for me to watch one movie from start to the end. Unless maybe I'm with people who will be chatting and things. But if me alone, I'm sitting down. The TV will be watching me. Yeah. <laughs> God is working. Are you also working? Yeah. Eh? Jesus Christ. He said, you see, he was he labored in prayer day and night. And even in, in, in his resurrection, he seated on the right hand side of the Father, interceding. So that's work. Wow. That's work. When you don't learn how to pray, some of you, you should just sit down and pray for your family. The forms that some of you, you come from. If, if you don't pray and you get a job, you, you will be poor because now you are looking after everybody you shouldn't look after. So, when you have money, you are solving every problem in the family. The day you don't have money, none of them can help you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a prayer. It's work. It's work. Let us not have a culture of laziness and isolation. Anybody, anybody who is a Christian who likes to go to Marabu, you see, you have covenanted with the spirit of laziness and quick solutions. Yeah. That's what, you know, some people like things and they have to use forces to get it. Anything that you get through darkness remains in the dark. It never comes to the light. So when it's money, when it's marriage, when it's anything, you see that it, you, it doesn't give you life. That's why some people can have things. You think that eh, they are happy. I'm telling you. Ask those who, who get money through dark means. Whether they are able to sleep. Yeah. They don't enjoy it though. The blessing of God maketh rich, addeth no sorrow. And that blessing, you work for it, oh, you work for it. Labor to be blessed. Yeah. 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 What's the time? We are finished. One of the characteristics of a church that has God's presence is a church that works. You see, when you, when you find yourself anywhere that the pastor is doing everything, come, I'll pray for you. I'm seeing visions. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this. But you, you are, you are not involved in anything. God has not called any one of us to be your personal intercessor, that you can live your life anyhow, and then we will be your spiritual covering. Where does it come from? If you live in sin, you have covenanted with the devil. You see people who sometimes live anyhow. Then they have somebody they call their spiritual person. When they have a problem, the person will pray for them, you know, do they say things so that, they, I mean, they are motivated. They feel that. But you, 
you yourself, you don't even know how to pray. You don't know how to intercede. You have children. Maybe you have a business. You have employees. You don't even know how to pray so that God will make sure that the people who are not supposed to be there are gone. You are there, lazy, and just waiting for somebody to solve your problems for you. That's not life, oh. Sometimes when you when when you start praying, sometimes even money. Eh, so there are some people in the family you shouldn't give money to. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you give money to them, that's it. It is the beginning of problems you can't solve. There are some people they shouldn't come to your home, even though they are family. They shouldn't enter your house. When they enter, what they have left there, it will bring you problems you can't understand. Your children should not even go to them, even in the name of family. Yeah, but you see, your eyes are not open. You don't pray, you don't wait on God. So it's almost as if you are helpless. Yeah. You're helpless. You're helpless. Think about it. The presence of God is with people who work. And what work do we apply? Prayer, waiting on God. This is work, or this is the work of the believer. First of all, before you do anything, you come to the church, you join the choir, uh, what do you call it? Uh, because it's being the choir, if you think that work is only the being a choirist, I'm telling you, there are people who are gifted who can sing, but now they don't have the presence. The presence is with workers. Ye workers of iniquity, depart from me. It means when you are working what is not right, I'm telling you, the presence is not with you. But iniquity and and, and sins are are supposed to be far away from the believer. So your work must be fruitful works of righteousness. Doing right. Some of you are struggling in your body. You call yourself a Christian for so many years. You can't change. You can't be faithful to one woman. You can't marry. You can't establish yourself as a man and covenant with somebody and sit down. See, when you follow different women, you follow different spirits. Yeah. When you have women around you and they see competition, I'm telling you, some of them, they will cook your your head. They will cook your heart. Yeah. What they will do to you? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Oh, yes. Number three. Last one for today. As I give myself to the work of God, it will become my meat, my source of joy, pleasure, happiness, satisfaction. Write it. If you can't write it, go and listen to the message again. John chapter 4, verse 34. John 4, 34. Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And to finish his work, my food, what gives me strength? Jesus said, if there's something that I should eat that will make me happy, it is to do the will of God. It's more important to me than bread, than tapalapa. More important. 
I can be hungry. But when I'm doing the work of God, ah, you see, there are some people when they love their work, it's not food. There are people who live eh, and they have money. Their, their meat is to travel and do deals and make money. And it's not about food or going to sit in a restaurant and eating. Sometimes when they, when they go, they even eat light. You see them eating leaves, eating fish, yeah. eating things. Yeah. But as for you, you have gone to buy beggars, Coca-Cola, <laughs> chips, uh, mayonnaise, and uh, 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 ketchup. <laughs> Then as you are eating it, it's passing here, passing here. Yeah. Yeah. What is your meat, Gladys? What is your meat? What gives you joy? Many of you, you, you see, you should be learn to sit, reflect, and be truthful to yourself. What makes you happy? Have you ever sat down to even pray that, Lord, there are many things I don't understand about my life. There, there are many things that happen I don't understand. But please lead me. Let me, let me do what you want me to do. Let me find my way in, in working according to your plan, according to your purpose, according to your will. Is it a prayer you pray? Eh? When the Bible says, ask and you shall receive, do you know what it was talking about? It was talking about the Holy Spirit. Not husband. Not wife. Not money. When, when you have children who are asking for things, you see, you don't take pleasure in those things. Rather, your will for them is go to school, uh, uh, do well. So if the, the things they want are in line with those things, you see that you take pleasure in it. Yeah. You take pleasure in it. There are many things we are asking for. God doesn't take pleasure in it. I'm telling you. Yeah. Should be careful. Don't be preoccupied with materialism. Don't be preoccupied. Sometimes when you see your problems, eh, you, you, don't, you sit down and ask yourself, what am I doing wrong? Normally, you point fingers at other people but yourself. There's, there's no blame that starts. The Bible says, neither give place to the devil. Sometimes the reason why the, there are things going down is because you have given place to the devil. You have allowed it. Some of you, even the friends you have, they shouldn't be friends. When I became a Christian, eh, I, God opened my eyes. My, 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 I moved away from my friends. I'm telling you, they had done me no wrong. Some of you, you don't understand why you should be, you should, you should move away. And up to now, they are still there. They are still there. Your lifestyle, your choices, your social life, your exposure is to the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all that are in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Yeah, they are not of God. Oh, yes. Your meat. The son of God. When he was a child, he left his uh, uh, mother and father and they couldn't find him for three days. When they found him in the synagogue, he said, know ye not that I must be about my father's business. It's like mommy and daddy. 
<laughs> me, what my father wants is what? So he went to the school that his father wants him to go to. That's the Bible school. <laughs> he was sitting in the synagogues. The Bible says in Luke 4, 18, as was his custom, you see, he was always in the synagogues. And he, 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 when they found him, the Bible says that he was with the doctors, the scribes, and he was asking them questions and proving them. It's like, hey, the guy was in school. So do you know something? They, 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 the Pharisees, they knew that Jesus Christ, he knew the law because he studied from age 12 to the age of 30. So they couldn't take him for granted. So when Peter and, 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 and the other disciples who were not educated, they were fishermen and all kinds of professions, they were not educated. When they were preaching, the scripture says that they took notice of them for they had been with Jesus. Yeah, he thought he Jesus Christ taught with authority. They called him rabbi because the guy there's something about it. he gave himself to the work to knowing scriptures and understanding the will of God. That's why when the devil came to tempt him, the first thing he said, It is written. It's like I live by the word of God. What is important is my meat is to do the will of God, and the will of God is in his word. Sometimes when you have things confronting you, you, the scripture doesn't come to your mind because it is not in you. Yeah. Yeah. We have also escaped temptations and, 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 and traps. We, we could have also, when I started my business, I met people who say things. Oh yeah, who are into things. But you see, my heart was after God and I, I didn't allow it. And I realized that if I wasn't strong, you easily be swayed into a certain circle and life to protect wealth and to grow wealth and then before you realize you are lost. You are lost in the name of looking for money. Ah! One brother, you see, he took his wife to church. He, he, became, he was born again. Met his wife who was a party girl and brought the wife to church and stabilized the wife. But his desire to have money he finished law school, got a, a job in a law firm, and met people in the lodge. And they took him deeper, deeper. And he graduated and became a master. Now he has money, he has, but he's depressed. He, he can't sleep. He, he, one day he told his wife, you don't know what I'm going through. And, and the wife was asking me, do I know? I said, he has to tell you. I know. He has to tell you. He can't sleep. He says, I'm not at peace with myself. You can't understand it. Their marriage is poor today. He has everything, but the, what he doesn't have is peace. Yeah. Love. Compassion. Those things are gone. Those things are gone. In the quest for material things. Sometimes when you're not careful, eh, 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 life, the, it doesn't, the, 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 the end justifies the means. The end justifies the means. Become, become rich without the fear of God. You, 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 that word that you are saying, you understand it well. Mm. Yeah. You want to get something at any cost. You don't care. There's no fear. When the son of God, when you read Isaiah chapter 11, verse 12, he says, a rod shall come out of the stem of Jesse, and he sh- the spirit of the Lord shall be upon him. The spirit of wisdom, of knowledge, of understanding, of counsel, of might, of power, uh, of might, and of the fear of God. Seven. 
Even the son of God was walking in a fear and respect for God. Then you, you have lost it. Your wisdom is not of this world. Your wisdom is from God because the one that is here, it is devilish, sensual. Your understanding, your understanding is not godly because you cannot be entreated. Nobody can appeal to you. There is no conscience. Yeah. Think about it. Your meat is to do. Our meat is to do what please. Can you imagine we say we are a church? Born, do you know what the church is? The church is the rock. And the rock is Christ. The foundation of the church is the word of God. And when we say we are the church and we don't live by the church, the word of God, we are not the church. That's why there are people called workers of iniquity. What you are doing, when you do the work, the will of God, it becomes work. But you do what you want and you want to come back and you, you see, God, we can't lie to God. Can't lie to God. You can convince me that you are a member. Sometimes there are some people I say, look, 31st night you didn't come to church. Christmas day you didn't come to church. The whole year you have not been coming to church. When I ask you, I've traveled, I'm busy, I'm this, I'm that. I mean, you got to understand, Pastor. Yes, me. You can talk to me to understand. But as for God, I'm sorry. I, I can't step in his shoe to understand you. He knows what you could have done, but you refuse to do it. Because of a certain spirit, your meat was not to do his will. But to get what pleases you. And be careful. You should be different from the normal and the average being who is filled with worldly pleasures. Oh yes. Be different. And think about what God wants for you. And apply your heart to true wisdom, humility, compassion. The things that you get when you follow God. Some of you don't fear anything. Don't respect anyone. Don't listen to anybody. When you make up your mind, nobody can say anything. (laughs) Even the son of God. Do you know what was in his mind? His mind is that I don't want to die. I don't want to die. But he lifted up his eyes and said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. It's like what I want. I don't want to. Because if he had decided not to die, he would have lived. I'm telling you. He, would, he said, I can command angels to come and destroy you. The soldiers, who are you? He could have done it. But he submitted to the will of the father. That's a testament to, that's a testimony for you and for me. Don't just live and do what pleases you all the time. When you, when you live your life and it's like you think that you are doing what you want, I'm telling you that you are doing what is wrong. For there is a way that seems right, but the end thereof are the ways of destruction. Another scripture says the end thereof are the ways of death. Destruction and death, they are the tools of the enemy. So when you find yourself, you have too much liberty to go anywhere, to do anywhere, anything. No. Even, even some, I have a friend who joined, he was in the US Air Force, and he became one of the elite guys. They trained him to be a polygraph expert. They took him on missions and tours. He went to Afghanistan, he went to Iraq, he went to different places. 
secret missions and all those things. He said, look, it's not everywhere you can go because of the chosen field. Even for, and for so many years, he cut himself off from everybody. Nobody had access to him. It was when he retired from the army, when he was discharged, then he made contact. Yeah, and even that one, huh, it's everything he can discuss. Now he's back on contract, so he has disappeared again. <laughs> yeah. It's like because of the choice of profession, he's careful who he has relates with. Yeah. And you think God, you see, God, he entrusts secrets to us. Life, eh? some of you, eh, there are things, me, I won't tell you. You have to, because see, if you don't believe God's word, whatever we tell you, you won't believe. Rather go and hear it from liars. Yeah. If we teach you God's word and you won't believe us, we tell you, you see, just simple, be faithful to God. You, You don't understand it. Yeah. What else should you want? You want me to tell you that somebody is destroying your life? Is that what you want me to tell you? I won't tell you that. Yeah. God has not asked me to tell you that. My instruction is be faithful. Be consistent. Be reliable. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. There are things we see. Oh, Oh, yes. And we will tell you, your protection is in the house of God. But you see, you don't value it. Because you don't know God. And you don't want to make the effort. So what we say God wants for you, you won't, that, now you want us to move into the level. That's why people are telling you, your, it is your mother, it is your, where did Jesus point somebody that you, when Bartimaeus came and they said, this guy, his blindness, is it not from his family? Jesus said that the name of God should be glorified. End of story. Yeah. There may be things under it, but look, yeah. You see a woman who has married five husbands. You think it's normal? When you marry, then you divorce. You marry. No woman takes pride in such a life. Where's your dignity? But you see, when she met Jesus, there was no condemnation. She felt love. She felt love. She felt convicted in her heart. She said, I found the Messiah. She, She was provoked. And went back and spoke. She, said, she felt this man is not condemning me. Even though he, there's something about him. You see, God's, God's word doesn't condemn you. That's, right. That's why some of the things we see, we won't tell you. We will, we, will, we will tell you that love God. Serve him with your heart. Be serious. Commit yourself. Yeah. But you see, it still means nothing to many of you. This year, there is nobody here who doesn't have problems. Sometimes when we sit in the church, you will understand some of the things that you go through. Yeah. Yeah. As, as I've grown working with the Lord, I've realized it's not everything you say to people. It's not everything you say to people. Yeah. It's not everything you say to people. You rather, it's like we lead you to God. Let God speak to you. Let God speak to you. He's true. Some of you, the situations in your home, eh? You, if you don't see it, and we tell you, you, you see, you won't even understand it. You will feel offended. 
When you look at your life, you look at the cycles, you look at the pattern, you look at marriages in your home, you look at prosperity in your home. There's nobody in your home who has anything. All of everybody has grown in a family house. Yeah. Everybody has grown in a family house. Every day fight. The only thing that will bring you together is funeral and marriage. Nothing progressive. Nothing progressive. You should ask yourself, what is this? And who can help you? Yeah. It is God. Sometimes when you get a job, physical job, the place you start where it can even just change, it can change you. You're, you alone. It can change you. So think about it that if you take up the work of God, do you know the eternal value you have? Do you know what it is? What it does, even to your children, is you can look after your children, send them to whatever school, but I'm telling you, it's not school that defines how your children become successful. It's not the environment you expose them to. It's the grace of God. You see parents who have, who have taken their children from, from families, send them to America. Hey, they have not escaped the case. They have no escape. The, the children, as they finish school in these places and they, they appear to be in a civilized environment, they are uncivilized. Yeah. Because it's a spirit. Spirits don't have boundaries. Oh, yes. Blood doesn't have boundaries. You have to be careful. Let's be serious with God because He knows things about us that nobody knows. He understands our purpose, our lives. And if we are serious, he is the only one who has power to change. Yeah. Lift up your hands, everybody. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Help us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Lift your voice, speak to him, somebody. Lift your voice, speak to the Holy Spirit. Invite him. Make a covenant this year. Yes, Lord. Let your heart be lifted up before God. Let something in you be affected this year. Pray that you'll be dedicated. Pray that you'll be consistent. Pray that you will be found faithful and reliable. Oh, yes. It should be a prayer. Yes. Lift your voice. Speak to him. Oh, yes. Make Jesus said, My father hither two works, and I work. God is always doing something. Yes, Lord. Speak to yourself. Say, Let me also find something to do with my life for God. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yeah. And what can you do? There are many things you can do. You know it. Just, just love praying. That was Jesus' life. Love the word. That's the father. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the same was with God from the beginning. Immediately you have to see that when they say you have work to do. The work is principally loving God. His word. What type of a believer do you call yourself? Somebody who believes in uh, 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 making money and, and traveling and whatever. It's not a believer. <laughs> a believer is somebody whose hope is in the Lord. Yeah. 
Not that you see, when you take God's word, it doesn't mean you don't have visions, you don't have a mind. I'm telling you, God, God is wiser than any wise person. Even the Bible says his foolishness is wiser than anyone. Yeah, first Corinthians 125 or so. Lift your hands, speak to the Lord. Lift your hands, speak to him. The grace to love you, oh yes. Lord. The grace to love your work. Thank Lord. you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us. We thank you. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. Touch our lives. Touch our hearts. Oh, yes. Let us be fulfilled. Let us have abundant joy and peace. Favor us, O God. Establish our hands in every truth. Cause our hearts to be drawn into loving you. Into believing more. And serving you, Lord. There is a blessing in serving you. Help us. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Appointment Church in the Gambia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.